previously on Box Cutters. Hello. Uh, it's just the microphone, the tone ring goes more uh, bassy that way and less bassy that way. So now I'm sounding like I'm talking from the past. <laughs> and now I'm up close. Can I have more bass? I'm addicted to bass. You need to point yours down your mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> And welcome to Box Cutters episode 303. It's our first ever drum machine. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Glenn Peters. Hello. To my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. I thought maybe a high powered rifle. Oh. Mm. Yeah, my brain just doesn't think that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wait till we get up to episode 808. Uh, this is Box Cutters. It is all about television. And in case you missed the news, uh, we were the first ever Australian podcast to be invited to South by Southwest. Correct. Which is a, a huge festival in Austin, Texas. Uh, we were invited over there to do a live show, and it's quite a long way from Melbourne, Australia. So we needed some help. We have with us one of the uh, one of the people who helped us get all the way to Austin, Texas. Uh, a bunch of people got together and donated a whole lot of money, and uh, some of those people donated enough money to come into the studio. And watch us do this show live and That's also right. take part. It's cash for comments on Box Cutters here every, each and every week. Kevin Powell. <laughs> Kevin Powell, voiceover artist Hello. of international renown. Kevin Powell, welcome to Box Cutters. Great to be here. Uh, now, I'll just go off mic for a bit and ask you, as, as we've asked our other guest donors thus far, a little bit about your television watching habits. How do you choose to watch TV? You, you can you can say legal or illegal ways. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I'm a box set person. I, I really like to actually mainline whatever it is that I'm watching. I'm terribly impatient, but at the same time, both myself and my partner we're torturing each other, torturing each other with Game of Thrones. Oh, and and torturing each other. You mean you mean because one of you likes it and the other one doesn't, or neither of you like it, and it's, it's torture for both of you. Are you or? holding off on uh, episodes from the second season? Are you with? Are you withholding Game of Thrones? What's going on? It's the mutual anticipation week to week. Oh, so so you're only you're only watching one episode a week, even though you've got the box set. Ah, uh, well, we've we've been through the box set. We're oh. actually we're actually on season two. Oh, now you're now you're on Secret Season Two, which you're uh, flying to America for every week. Absolutely, absolutely. Clearly, you enjoyed Game of Thrones. You're sitting with two people who didn't enjoy it, and one person who likes everything. Loved it. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Kevin, what is it about Game of Thrones that you like? Um, Game of Thrones, actually, there's a few things I like about it. One is the fact that it's it's high stakes drama. Mm-hmm. It's not afraid to pull a punch in terms of killing characters, and I I love that with a franchise. So, did you like Oz? Yeah, absolutely. Oz, Oz is one of my favourites. Um, and Deadwood, similar reasons. Yep. Yeah. So you, you just love investing in someone and then having them taken away from you. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Is your partner listening to this? Is she, is she aware that that's, that's what you like? <laughs> not, not right now. So maybe we can just give her an edited version. <laughs> the, the why they kill people off all the time. Yeah, yeah. They love killing people yeah, off the in the good guys always get killed. Uh, yeah, it's because their prices are too low. Correct. Like Stringer Bell. Yeah. One of the best. One of the best. That's that's a huge spoiler for people who haven't got to the end of season three. Everybody's watched it that's going to, haven't they? <laughs> Maybe not. Those, Maybe not. Those that haven't just don't like it. That end of season... Have you watched The Wire, Kevin? 
Only up to season one. Right. Oh. See? Dun, dun, dun. See what's happened? Forget See what's what happened? Yeah, we said nothing. Well, are you going back to it? Are you going to Are you gonna bother? Yeah. Yeah? I, uh, well, Forget well, everything. Well, <laughs> while we're talking about uh, box sets, I'm really excited because I've got uh, Homicide Life on the Streets series one and two coming from the US. Oh. Uh, what? <laughs> I've got the first four. Yeah. I said. Oh, you want your own? I want my own. Okay. I don't want to have to come over to your house to watch it every time. And you're like, Josh, put your pants on. And I'm like, but I'm watching TV. I never wear pants watching TV. No, no. <laughs> penthouse is si- no pants zone. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, I... It's the pants house. Pantsless house. Coming up later on in this episode <laughs> of Box Cutters, we have a, a, a special guest. She's, she's been on the show before. Age journalist Lucy Battersby is going to explain the Optus TV Now court case uh, decision that happened last Friday. And Lucy could be the only person in the world that actually understands it, so we're very <laughs> lucky to have her in the studio today. That's that's why the pleading on Friday <laughs> yes. happened. Please explain it. Uh, we've got a review of Unsupervised. We're going to have a little talk about The Voice. Excellent. We've got one thing. We've got pork, as always, though. We're going to kick things off. Thanks, Kevin. With the Box Cutters News. <laughs> What is probably the most important news of the week? Kermit the Frog uh, has uh, uh, has been accused of uh, contravening the German broadcasting laws really? by uh, talking about the Muppets movie, the the movie called The Muppets, uh, in a guest spot on German television, uh, which was considered product placement, and the German TV station did not put a product placement logo on. At the time that that was that that was mentioned, that's what a fantastic. bunch of officious, boring farts! That no, that's efficient regulation. I like it. I like this. They they have a product <laughs> placement um, badge like the English do now. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people have said that that sort of thing should happen here. Uh, but what happens for live TV if somebody says something that's uh, that's so, so Kermit was on a talk show. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, this, this people people that go on people and muppets that go on talk shows are only there to promote their their show, aren't they? So this this comes from uh, the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, it, it used uh, a show, oh, sorry, a channel used uh, Kermit to present the Disney Day of Programming, which is a, a day that they had a lot of Disney programs. Like it wasn't the Disney Channel. No, 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 no. It was a channel called Pro Seven, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, and during that, uh, d- during Kermit talking, uh, introducing the the shows and the day, he mentioned the the Muppets, and the assumption being, I think, that Disney paid for uh, Kermit to be a part of that, and therefore mentioning the film uh, constitutes product placement, and there wasn't a logo shown. I. And really, I find this this whole thing really interesting because clearly, just having Kermit there is the product placement. Mm. Like it's it's the association of Kermit the Frog and and the Muppets. Like if 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 in Germany they have trams like we do, uh, then the trams would have the Muppets movie posters 
all over the trams. You could, and you could argue that Kermit himself is a trademark. That's, yes. So how is that not product placement on its own? Very interesting. I, I, I kind of like that there are uh, places where they're enforcing laws like this. But but it does it does bring up a lot of questions. Um, it, it's like the the difference between um, listening to ABC radio and commercial radio. Yes, and so co- not, commercial radio, you never really know where the product placement is. No, you you the, you talk about a book that's coming, but you're not really allowed to say how much it costs or even the publisher. But they will mention it, and every then now and then they have a slap on the wrist. While on the radio, it's just do whatever you damn well like. On commercial yeah. radio. On, on com- commercial radio. And community radio. Not, so it's not, not just commercial radio. It's just the ABC where that doesn't happen. Uh, it, it happens pretty much everywhere else. The, uh, so I, 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 find it, I find it similarly interesting that uh, this is how a lot of TV stations are going to get their money now. Uh, and if there, is, if there is a logo, like why not just have the logo on the screen the whole time? Um, and, then, and then people just ignore it. And really, you know, you do pay on, on Australian television, you do pay to have, say, the weather shot at your workplace in the morning. Yes. Uh, and that's not... If it's a muffin break. Uh, uh, I'd say more the muffin breaks, like places pay for the weather to be shot at the place. So, like, on the Today Show, uh, the weatherman will go to, uh, to Dreamworld and... It's not just Dreamworld. It'll be just outside I'm Puffing saying, Billy or... Saying, for example. Yeah, for example. For example. He will go to Dreamworld. Not always go to Dreamworld. Count- he would kill himself if he was always <laughs> going to Dreamworld. My God, the corkscrew again. <laughs> ah! um, and, but we don't get told that, you know, quite a lot of money's been changing hands. So Yeah, I, I, never, I never said that Dreamworld was a sponsor of this show. But Dreamworld on the Gold Coast. Some great rides. Multiple days, multiple Brett, did they pay? did they pay out? I, I I didn't pick it up. Did you? I didn't. I didn't pick oh, up the chip. No, Dreamworld sucks. So, oh, screw Warner Dreamworld. Brothers Movie World, though. Oh, fantastic! Fantastic! Ching! I was watching Rage on ABC, uh, and Rage always blurs out the uh, the logos of uh, of companies in in music videos. Uh, so if you're watching. Uh, uh, the blur video. Uh, th- there's a blur video that has uh, like Coca-Cola and Marlboro cigarettes, but uh, but they're blurred out. You can still tell because it's a very particular red and a very particular gold. That's uh, that's that's not just because there. it's a blur music video. No, no. There's uh, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Missy Elliott. Oh, the um, uh, the Lady Gaga, uh, Lady Gaga telephone uh video yeah. that has uh, all that Verizon. I think it's Verizon or Virgin Mobile uh, product placement in there. I mean, that's how they funded the music video. All of that is blurred out uh, on, on Rage. Sometimes they'll miss some, though. And I'm wondering if I'm wondering what their rules are. And uh, I might, I've got some contacts at Rage. I might ask them what their rules are for what does and does not get blurred out of, uh, of music videos. But it, the ABC still remains the, the only place where the only products they're going to show are their own. So, if one were to guest program Rage, would they be able to put on the old Run DMC song, My Adidas? Ah, that is a very good question. Mm. Yes, he could. Yeah, that's that's fair use. I wouldn't see a problem with that. 
But it's advertising. And they have Adidas logos throughout the entire thing. Yeah. It's it's I yeah, let's uh I'll I'll make contact with the uh, with with my uh, rage people. Speaking of the ABC, Brett, the ABC has uh, announced that Jennifer Collins has been appointed head of entertainment. Uh, Jennifer has previously worked on ABC programs such as War on Everything, Strictly Dancing, and The Glass House. Um, and her current role is uh, her past role has been as head of factual programming now i i thought that they with the controllers for each of the abc1 abc2 abc3 4 um that that they wouldn't actually require those roles anymore have head, I, head of a particular department my, yeah well is this is this head of entertainment as a whole over the whole of the abc or just over abc1 uh, or is it over abc tv Mm, what it looks like just TV. So Kim Dalton's talking about Jennifer bringing to the roles a successful background, strong connections. Um, it looks all like ABC One. So yes, so, a- so ABC Gardening Australia Q and A kind of stuff. So the controllers don't have. I mean, the controllers oversee so, the entire channel. So it's ABC head of entertainment for ABC One. What does entertainment mean? Sorry, I'm go- tap dancing. Tap dancing? Tap dancing. Pretty sh- much tap dancing and juggling. And anything with Lex Marinos in it. If he's on a unicycle. Correct. So she is... But it doesn't say head of ABC One Entertainment, does it? It says... No. Head of Entertainment. Uh, ABC head of Entertainment. Yeah. It, it's traditionally just been seems, TV. It seems to work against what they brought in and, and so had the nine months of not being able to green line anything. Yeah. The ABC, it's in trouble. Maybe it needs some more product placement. More funding. Yeah, maybe. Yep. Maybe. Uh, lastly in the news, Channel 9 uh, has announced that it is going to be showing some of the London 2012 Olympics. Or should I say 2012? Let's not get into 2012. that. 2012. Some of the London 2012 Olympic Games in 3D, a trial 3D license uh, from the ACMA has been acquired by Channel 9. Finally, something will be on that channel on my box. So you've you've got a three D channel on your box. You've got an HD. You've got an There's HD channel, box. Even though even though I don't have three D capability on my TV, it's still a channel that's been sitting there, um, void. That's on Foxtel. Your is that a Foxtel? No, no, box? This, no this is free to wear. This is digital. I haven't seen a three D channel on my box. Have you got an, it's, have it's you got an HD three D trial? Yeah, HDG. He's got one. Oh. This is called three D trial. I haven't seen it. Oh, I want it. You know, you know uh, Channel 31 is also on digital. Have yeah, you, I've have, seen have that. Have you yeah. rescanned? Yeah, yeah, rescans often. Yeah. We've got yeah. Gippsland channels. Uh, now, we all remember how... You'll have to move away from Gippsland. <laughs> yes. We all remember how poorly received the uh, the last 3D trial was in, in Australia. Do, do you think... Now, I'm not going to ask you, Brett, because you don't really care about sport. Glenn, you're a big sports watcher. Yes, I am. Do you think... Sport needs 3D to make it more interesting? No, obviously. It needs less jingoism and bullshit to make it more interesting. <laughs> Can you get special glasses to take that out? <laughs> no, you can't. And is it is there a certain standard of 3D? Because are there different types of 3D you can have? There are different types of 3D that uh, but that's, that you can have, but that's more about... It's a the- mechanical thing at your end. So, so the broadcast going out is all the same. It's the way that your TVs handle it. Okay. 
but but they still need to receive a three. The TV still need to receive a three D signal. Yep. Uh, regardless. Yep. Okay, so uh, the the original question: Does sport need three D? Obviously, no, it doesn't. It just needs um, it needs actually. There's there was a very good story in today's uh, age about today Big Monday about today the Monday, and we'll put it on our website. Um, Rowan Connolly talked about how Channel Seven uh, mucking around with the. AFL football telecast. Mm. Um, and what sport really needs is less close-ups. Now, 3D, there'll be more shots for close-ups. And, and, and balls coming to you. Like I'm sure there'll be a discus coming thro- straight at your head. So, ah! they, so they need to get, uh, was it Joe the cameraman, on his Segway in amongst the action. Oh, uh, yes, on, to do on that. The footy ground but the, but the, real, the real thing that sport needs is to go back... 15 years and do wider views and tell a story with the camera. Okay, well, so, so that, that kind of answers the other question that I was going to ask, which is it, it, doesn't need, uh, it doesn't need 3D, but is it improved by 3D? And you would say that it's not. No, it's not. And this is, I think, also something about uh, we all buy our TVs for the Olympics. We've been told for the last 24, 30 years that... We buy TVs just before the Olympics because one day you'll be able to see the sweat on Carl Lewis's brow. So this is something to get, you know, Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi to sell their 3D TVs that are just not selling. Yeah. Because yeah, that, that 3D trial channel has been empty since... It's been empty. Uh, ...the grand final a couple of years ago. Um, I, I suspect that with stuff like rhythm gymnastics, like all the floor work and stuff, you could actually get a lot more intimate shots with those oh, and get a lot oh, more... Oh, you are a... No, no, I'm, I'm not talking... I'm not, don't, don't take no, it no, there. I, but the but actually be close the, up. And, the ribbon and, could and, look fantastic in 3D. Very much immerse you into that experience. It could look, but are Channel 9 broadcasting in HD? Because that's all we really want. Uh, is is Channel 9 broadcasting in HD? Oh, I seriously they, doubt they are. No, they, they've got the lady shows on Gem do, for HD. Oh, no, they do say that... Love Boat. They will have almost 24 Come. hours of continuous daily coverage across 9, Gem, and the dedicated 3D channel. So, Gem is their HD channel. So, they will have... They will have coverage on an HD channel. But will it be in HD? They will have coverage on an HD channel. You read that press release, it says a lot more what it doesn't say, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> but if they're sending a 3D signal back, they've got to have an HD signal. I think 3D's got to be, yeah, HD. Oh, you, look, we might Th- be wrong. 3D, 3D has to be HD. There, there is, a, I, I believe that is uh, the only way that they can get both signals through at once. If you watch it standard definition, it's like watching The Matrix but, <laughs> in 3D. But when we... Yeah, yeah, you, you, might see, you might just see numbers, but I see a lady wearing red. And... <laughs> but really, when we win our third gold medal, we won't be talking about the, how it was shot. We'll be talking about the gold medal. So yeah, it this doesn't... is a gimmick. Yeah. And no one's going to buy so it. Even, even that, because like, they have cameras along the bottom of the pool, don't they? So looking up at the swimmers as they're going overhead. I don't want to see swimmers jump in 3D. Pretty, um, no, it, it's over the shoulders. It's not, looking, it's not focusing on the junk. Why are you guys taking it here? Um, see, and, and that would be quite an immersive experience as well. Immersive in the pool. 
and and visually. I I don't I, I don't care. <laughs> and that is the box cutters news. You're going weak, Alan Dale. The force is no longer with you. And the reason it's not with you, Alan, is because you're not on box cutters. Craig McLaughlin is. Oh, I forgot about that one. Unsupervised is a show from uh, the FX network in the US uh, Mm -hmm. that uh, stars Justin Long and David Hornsby, as well as uh, Kristen Bell and Romani Malko, Mm -hmm. uh, whose names you might know as well. Uh, It is an animated series about uh, two boys, Gary and Joel, uh, played by Long and Hornsby, respectively. Joel uh, lives with his... Uh, with his stepmother, who's not really his stepmother, but a woman who started dating his dad, and then his dad moved, uh, his dad ran out. She is, but his father took off. Yes, yep. uh, and uh, and he is largely unsupervised in his life, and uh, and uh, Gary similarly has no adult supervision at uh, at his house, and the two of them try to live life as best as they can while having no adult supervision and being absolutely enthusiastic about everything life has to offer. These two love going to school. They just want to learn more. They just want to be good citizens. They just want to do the right thing and be good, productive members of society. And time after time after time, they find the man trying to keep them down. Kristen Bell uh, plays, uh, oh, you know what, I've just forgotten her name, uh, Megan, who uh, who also goes to their high school. Remaining uh, Malco is Darius, uh, who uh, is also a student, and he is a very smart young man, uh, and, uh, and he shows these guys up for what they don't know, but at the same time, he... Uh, has complete adult supervision at his house and and so doesn't have that same enthusiasm just kind of goes through life and is expected to do uh to do what other kids seem to be expected to do megan has the same problem she although she's not as smart as darius is she uh she also just tries to get good marks and just wants to get through high school whereas these two boys want to take a big bite out of life. Get to know me. I'm interesting. I know enough. Oh, yeah? What's my favorite snake? Freaking rattler. Okay. Well, yeah, lucky guess. That's everyone's favorite snake. My favorite snake is a copperhead. I really love this show. I I love it. I think uh, characters like Gary and Joel we have not seen ever before on on television. They are... Uh, smart, they are funny, but just the idea of a really enthusiastic teenager—we just don't see that on on television. And we almost did with Angry Boys, did we? Not really, sort of, almost. Uh, which which one are you? Which one are you thinking? Jamae. No, Jamae no. wasn't in Angry Boys. Sorry, uh, well, we can be heroes. Sorry, we, we be in heroes. Chris Lilly in the Chris Lilly show. Yeah, <laughs> kind of, but, but no, no. But, but Jemay was always on about what what was in it for her. Really, yeah, it, it okay. was her making a big noise about how great she was, and it was and it was social climbing. Whereas the the boys in Unsupervised aren't aren't doing any social climbing. They're just they're quite happy to stay where they are as long as they can have more and more responsibility. 
And they're very, very reminiscent of Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, but they're like a, a responsible Beavis and Butthead. That's right. I, I think that the key to this show is, is in the characters. They are mm-hmm. very funny. Mm-hmm. The, the adults, none of the adults care at all about children. None of them care what these young people are doing with their lives. They just want to get through their day and hopefully die one day. That's that's pretty much it. The principal is uh, plays plays quite a role in it. Played by uh, Sally Kellerman. Yes, who, um, you might remember as Hot Lips Hulahan from the movie Mash. But uh, very much is into what's what's good for her as principal of the school. So so bringing up uh, the grades for the school and and making sure the Turtle Stream uh, students are all off. Uh, on a on an excursion to the sewage treatment plant on the day that they do their uh, their kind of um, standards testing. There are other names in the uh, in the cast as well that you might know: uh, Fred Armisen, who's uh, in Portlandia, and uh, and Maria Bamford, uh, who, uh, if you're a fan of comedy at all, you're probably aware of Maria Bamford. Also, uh, Alan Dale. Yes, yes. In one episode, Alan Dale plays. Uh, uh, plays an Australian. It was Did different. Did he not play him in the first no, one? I didn't think character. it was. Yeah. D- 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 different actor. Uh, but, uh, but playing this really kind of over-the-top uh, uh, Aussie. Australian crocodile hunter type. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, what did, you, what did you think of Unsupervised? Um, I, I, I get what you liked about it, and, and I, I did like the twist of they're trying to do their best, but I just found the show very, <laughs> I found the show very bleak. I just find the the world a bleak world there. That that I it just brought me up the wrong way. The bleak world, and I just don't think the writing really punched me and made me laugh. Oh, that's that's interesting because it is it is a very bleak world. But uh, you got characters like Russ, who is uh, this guy who who uh, wears a cast. He is dirty all the time, and. Uh, and and he just like he seems to be another kid who is unsupervised, but also unca- it, it is neglect essentially. And th- there is a lot of neglect in yeah, this show. There's a lot of neglect, and but there seems to be uh, the the producers of the show seem to be trying to tell me something. They're trying to tell me that this is the show of the recession. This is the post nine eleven world. I just didn't want to. Be, I don't want to be so told that by by this show. Well, it's almost there, but it just doesn't get it for me. There, there's an episode with some uh, firemen who are really bored because they used to be, you know, really popular after 9-11, um, get the high fives from everyone else, but there's just no fires around. So, you know, they're just waiting for something to happen. You look, that point was just, you know, it was in my face, this... This is going to be the zeitgeist of 2012. This is what we're living. And I just don't like... I just didn't like it. So you think, you think it's too cynical? Not cynical. No, no, it's not cynical. But it just seemed to be aiming low. I just... Oh, I wish I wanted to... I wanted to what, like this Margaret and David, but <laughs> it just didn't get me. See, I, I thought it could have been a lot more bleak. I I went into this... Given that Josh suggested it, I went into this uh, expecting something along the lines of King of the Hill. And I think King of the Hill is a lot more bleak than than this is. King of the Hill really goes nowhere, whereas this actually feels like it, it moves and it develops from episode to episode. When you say King of the Hill goes goes nowhere, you mean uh, it I is... I stand around drinking beer and barbecuing. Yeah, that's... 
that and, and that's the show and yeah. that's that's kind of one of the things I like about King of the Hill is these are people who have decided what their lives are going to be like. One of the things that I like about Unsupervised is these are people who want the opportunity to decide what their lives are going to be like and uh, and will stop at nothing to get that opportunity. Or they just they just fully enjoy the moment when when uh, uh, Joel is is dancing and and he's just completely getting into it. He's got to shut his eyes because that's how he feels the music and, and does his dance moves. And they encourage each other as well. It's, I, I understand why you didn't like it, yep. Glenn. I, at, at first, I thought you were just smoking crack. That there was no way that you could not like this show. Yes. <laughs> uh, but but I get that now. Uh, I I suppose this is a, a show... And, and, Brett, you, you said that you wanted it to be more bleak, so were you a no, bit no, disappointed no, no, no. with it? No, I, I was expecting to to walk into something like King of the Hill. I was very pleasantly surprised that, that there was a lot more enjoyable stuff in there. How do you think it, it stacks up against uh, Daria? I think it's... Uh, I, I, it's, it's a nice... It's a nice counter look at Daria because Daria was again about uh, a, about a, a student who wanted to choose her own future mm-hmm. uh, and and also uh, but but escape her own present and this is about uh, two two guys who want to choose their own future but also very much experience the present they're in no hurry to grow up necessarily they're in a hurry to uh, to uh, become better people. Now that that is a, a, an excellent twist, but I would have thought it would be smarter and probably more intricate and almost impossible to do to have everybody in that town like that, because there's there are moments in this show where the town turns into anarchy and they all become, you know, dog-like creatures, um, and I didn't like that. Mm. I, 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 hey, us three, we were in America a month ago. Yeah. And everyone everywhere was fabulous. It wasn't bleak. It it there, there was bleak undercurrent, but there was there was um, poor people helping each other out. We saw that. I saw that. Yeah, but we weren't we oh. weren't in uh, we weren't in Georgia. We weren't in uh, Detroit. We were in Austin, which uh, which has somehow survived uh, the recession because of uh, be- because of their technology and college industry. Oh, that's right. Oh, but I also spent a little bit of time in San Francisco too. <laughs> this, this, this is true. <laughs> and, um, and, and went to some pretty bleak neighbourhoods and spent some time in uh, talking to some people working with uh, people who would be in this situation. And it was intensely optimistic everywhere in, in, in this place I went to. So I, I just I'm not buying a whole town is bleak, but maybe I'm asking for too much for my show. Uh, I, I don't think you are. I think you're allowed to ask for as much as you want, and if if you're not getting what you want, mm. then that's fair enough. I mean, you might very well be wrong. Oh, yeah, I'm probably. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just putting putting it out there. <laughs> but you the, could very well these be wrong. two characters, I I have to agree with you. It's a lovely twist that they're it's, trying to do their best. It's a great twist, and just for for those for those at home. 
there is no wrong in whether or not you like a show or not. If anyone tells you, oh, you have to like a particular show, just spit in their coffee or something. Because that's, that, that is bullshit. No one has to like any show. Uh, you're allowed to have your differences. Exactly. You should see this studio every time Game of Thrones is mentioned. Oh, Game of Thrones, what a piece of crap. <laughs> hey, this is Wolfman Jack. You're on the box because you stay tuned right here, okay? Love you. So a, a while ago we had uh, Lucy Battersby from The Age, a, uh, a business journalist who mm. uh, reports on uh, on the goings on, particularly uh, around telecommunications uh, in, uh, in in Australia, and uh, she has been following the Telstra AFL Optus TV Now case with uh, with, with some concentration, and that uh, that. M- you know, kind of finished up last Friday, and Optus lost much to uh, much to our surprise. Lucy Battersby, thank you very much for coming on to Box Cutters to explain what the hell is going on here. Thank you for having me on again. Uh, so, just a, a quick recap, and, and let me know if I'm wrong. Optus had a uh, had a service whereby you could rent space on their servers as uh, as an Optus customer and uh, and record shows that were. Uh, live free-to-air shows, record them and watch them on your Optus mobile phone uh, at a later stage uh, as any pre-recorded show you, you could not ordinarily do anyway. So uh, much like Slingbox in the US where you can record something at your own house, except here you're using Optus's servers so you don't have to worry about your own uh, your own limits with what you're recording and you could actually start streaming your recording from the servers that Optus owns uh, about four seconds after the show had started going to air? No. In some instances, it was 90 seconds. So okay. So it's, it's a minute to two minutes after the show. But that is only on um, iPhones and iPads. There are all these complications. In the court case, all these um, things emerged. For example, Optus was actually making four copies of each recording and they said they needed to do that because they had to be able to replay it in four different ways to an iPhone, to a uh, computer, to a laptop, to a iPad or an Android device. Okay. Um, and little things like that are one of the reasons why they why the um, other parties won the appeal. Now, the other parties were uh, Telstra and the a- AFL. So AFL and NRL started the action. And then Telstra joined in later. And this was because Telstra had uh, signed a deal with both the AFL and the NRL for uh, rebroadcasting rights of, for the, in, in the AFL's case, Channel 7's uh, coverage and Foxtel's coverage of, uh, of the AFL. Uh, and with the NRL, it's the, the same, but also with Channel 9. Uh, so, so Telstra is using existing coverage and... Uh, and are able to show it live, and they have exclusive live uh, distribution rights for mobile. They have exclusive internet distribution rights for okay. AFL. So internet as a whole. Internet as a whole. So, and and one of the things that we were confused about when the latest rights deal was done was that Telstra gets exclusive internet, which includes internet television. So it means if you're at home, you couldn't actually watch the rights on Channel 7 over the internet, you have to watch it over the internet using a Telstra connection. So if I... Okay, so if I wanted to... 
if if I have an IPTV service, I have to use a Telstra connection Correct. for that IPTV service. I can't use an Optus connection and watch Channel 7. No. Okay, that's confusing. Yes. Uh, Optus, with their TV Now service, lost the case. Why? Uh, Well, first of all, I should clarify earlier, I said that AFL and NRL started the case, but this actually got to court because Optus was seeking protection under the Copyright Act from legal action by the AFL and NRL. So the Optus went to a judge in the federal court and said, can you please give us protection from them suing us? We think that we're not breaching their copyright. And that first judge said, I agree, I grant you protection. And this and this is because it's not illegal for me at my house to record the footy uh, and watch it back later or even to start recording it on my uh, Foxtel IQ and, and start watching it 30 seconds after it's after it's. No, out. there's an exemption in the Copyright Act for personal use. So you can it's for time shifting where you can record something and watch it at a later date. And that's just common sense because they realised that people were recording things and watching them at home. And the, and the theory here is that uh, much like recording it at my own house, I was still recording it. I was still requesting it to be recorded. Uh, but Optus were the ones pressing play and record at the same time. Well, the first judge said it's like a he, – he agreed with Optus that it was like a modern VCR except it was in the cloud. And mm-hmm. Please don't make me explain cloud. No, that's that's fine. It's fine. It's it's a thing that a a, a, a monkey a spirit rides on to get from place to place. It's often pink. It's just on a web server somewhere on the internet. Pigsy had one of his own for a little while, but he couldn't work it very well. So the first judge said, "Okay, I I agree with you that it's like a modern VCR that you that the user is the person doing the recording. They're just using your equipment." Mm-hmm. And then the the three judges, so uh, the appeal went to a full bench, which is really three judges. Um, they actually came up with a de- they came up with a different interpretation of what it means to make a recording uh, using the Optus TV Now service, and they decided that Optus was actually making the recording. And I brought in the judgment. I'll read you a couple of quotes which so, um, explain it. So this is the full bench of the New South Wales Federal Court. Yep. So it was all in the Federal Court in New South Wales. And um, Optus is still deciding whether or not to take it to the High Court. They've got uh, 28 days to do that. The subscriber selects the program to be copied and by confirming that it is to be copied can properly be said to be the person who instigates the copying, but it is Optus which effects it. Right, so so Optus are actually doing the copying. So they've not... said they've got all this equipment, and the whole point point of having all that equipment and that uh, setup is to do the copying and recording and transmitting. Okay, but still, why 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 does it matter? It's still, it's still me. I have just hired an agent to do the recording for me. Uh, the 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 appeal judges found that that section in the Copyright Act, which allows you to record stuff and watch it at home, was never meant to be exploited for commercial gain. So, because Optus are charging for this service, yes, and because they hope to make money out of being an agent, so so I can I can always ask someone else to record something for me. There is no problem there. But if I pay someone else to record something for me, then that person is breaking the law. If you yeah, if you take it back to the VCR analogy, I'm sure if you set up a business which said, ring me up and tell me what shows you want to record and then come and collect the VCR from me. At some point, someone's going to come along and go, no, <laughs> you right. can't so, do that. So Brett Cropley has a, a huge pile of VHS cassettes underneath his bed in the penthouse. True. In the pants-off penthouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
and if Brett was then to sell those tapes, even now, he would be breaking the law. Uh, I think if he were to take requests for record for recording, record it and then home deliver it to you and set up a huge business doing that, the people who own the content that he was recording would come and ask questions. Right. That that actually makes sense. I I was uh, I was really expecting to hate any uh any judgment that found against Optus in in this situation. I thought that Optus was going to uh was just going to have all of their human rights taken away from them as as a company having human rights it's an interesting concept sure but uh, I, I thought they were going to have all their all, all their rights taken away from us and that it was going to have uh, negative repercussions against uh, the end user and the end user's use of the cloud and especially the, the cloud for recording purposes what are the ramifications of the judgment are Optus now not allowed to provide this service for anything on TV well the interesting thing is you could actually look on their website and see what are the most requested shows to record at the moment. And I looked it up on Anzac Day. I thought, oh, I wonder how many people are requesting the, the football match. And it was and has always been, and and I, I believe Optus when they say it was mostly used to record Seinfeld, The Simpsons, uh, and some of those other comedy shows, that are, How I Met Your Mother. Like it was mostly teenagers recording stuff so they could watch it in bed at night when they weren't allowed to use the family TV. Um, but the judges did point out, even though we found that this arrangement is would is a breach of the Copyright Act, it doesn't mean that other cloud-based services or mobile TV services are going to be breaches. But this particular arrangement was. Because right, so- Telstra bought the rights? Yes. Um, so TV Now was suspended on Friday afternoon. And if you have a look at Optus's website, they say, we're really sorry, but due to a federal court judgment, we can no longer offer, offer, the, offer this service. But for, for example, if I had a tuner connected to my computer, a, a TV tuner connected to my computer, uh, I could record a program, have that file on my Dropbox, uh, which is a cloud-based storage system, and then watch that file by accessing my Dropbox via my phone. But Dropbox couldn't advertise for you to do that. No, Dropbox couldn't make that their business model, Hmm. but I'm still allowed to use the cloud to watch things that I have recorded personally. Uh Yes. Yeah. I'm just, um, basically, I'm looking to you, Lucy, a journalist, to now be a legal expert. It's, no, it's, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm explaining it as, as I understand it. What's your gut feel on the law, loose? Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you reckon? If I steal this car, do you what, reckon I'll be caught? What was going through the High Court judge's mind when he made that decision? What did he, what, what, what was he thinking? Oh, I'd love that. I'd, I'd, I would love if that was a show. That's, that's all football that shows. Is all football. What, what, what do you think he was thinking? What's he got feel? Thank you very much, Lucy Battersby. That that explains things a, a lot. It's it's kind of a shame, but also kind of good. I think the the winner at the end of the day is television and regulation. Thanks, Lucy. Hi, I'm really lucky to be the guest of these funny, gorgeous, sexy, hunky men and or women. This is Christos Chalkas, and you're listening to Box Cutters. Glenn Peters, you've been watching The Turning Around Show. The Turning Around Show. <laughs> also known as John Farnham. Uh, the Voice, and let's try and understand it. Yay! <laughs> um, I'm in love with this television show. Okay, I, I, I want to know why. Do, do you like Australian Idol? I liked Australian Idol. 
Okay. So Post like- Australian Idol, Australia's Got Talent and all that sort of thing, I hated. But you, but you like the idea of a singing show? I like a singing show because it reminds me of being at my grandparents on a Sunday night watching New Faces with Bert Newton. So, so you're you're part of this uh, you're part of this group that thinks Australian television needs variety. It needs a variety part of its Correct. TV. Okay. Um, and I also love what it's done to television because there are two to three million people watching this show. Every time it's on, that's three to four times a week. Now, we've talked about, is television dead? No, not when you're getting grand, post bigger than grand final figures three times a week. 3.3882 million average national viewers, Metro and Regional combined. 3.769 million peak national viewers. That's Metro. The peak. So that's the, the peak. Average. Yeah. 3.7. So 3.769 is the peak. 3.382 is the average. These are enormous, enormous figures. Yeah, these. Now, this is what I don't understand. It used to be that uh, the, the biggest that you could get was like an, an Olympics opening ceremony, and that was about 2.6 million. Yes. Where are all these other viewers coming from? Now, don't Oz-tam. ask me. <laughs> there's, there's Oz-tam, probably, where are they coming from? Yeah, there, there's probably some funny stuff going on there. But no matter how you look at it, these are enormous figures. So we have to work out why. And this is saving our medium, us box cutters. This is saving it. Uh, yeah. This it's- is keeping our television stations running, this show. Well, the hope station. of well, that's keeping one station and the other stations. They they can hope they can buy Endemol's next idea. <laughs> I've had a look at the voice, yes, and I have a theory, yes, and I I think it's got to do with uh, not only is there the singing, yeah, uh, not only is there the judging and and having an audience members an audience member's opinion approved by. A celebrity, yes. which is what happens in Idol, and, uh, and and that happens again in The Voice because you've got celebrities who are judging the uh, the people singing. But uh, it is one hundred percent what I've seen so far because there have been no no actual eliminations. It is one hundred percent positive. This show, it is all about positive reinforcement. If somebody likes you, their chair turns around. If two people like you, both of their ch- chairs turn around, and then the power is in the contestant's hand to choose what Those happens two, with their yes. f- with their future because they get to choose who's who, who the coach of their team is going to be. Correct. Uh, it is one hundred percent positive, even when contestants are eliminated. Uh, all the chairs turn around, and people say, and the, the judges will say, "How fantastic! How fantastic they are. They, they are!" and and give the reasons why they didn't turn around. Sorry, my team's full. So yeah, sorry, my team is full. Or yeah. I just didn't think you would. Uh, y- your voice was right for what's happening in my team at the moment. Or yeah, you just didn't hit the notes tonight. But we can tell that you've got the energy and the excitement. And now every every the the positivity thing was um, championed by Master. Master Chef a few years Se- ago, season one of Master Chef, season one, and then that has somewhat been distilled because it, it's Master Chef has become a different show. For everyone, if everyone's happy, there's no drama. 
Yes. Yeah. And, but, and so it became a, a backstabbing, horrible show. But what I think this is, is there's... Uh, I think we've mentioned this, the, the faulty towers theory of comedy. It's not what John Cleese does that makes us laugh. It's what the reactions of the other people in the room are. This is a, a Bob Spears yes. theory. Yes. So... What we're doing on The Voice is we're not watching... There is more time spent on Seal, Keith Urban... Um, Delta. Delta and... The, uh, gu- the guy Justin from- Madden from the Essendon Football Club. The, the, <laughs> we're, we're looking at all these guys or these is people's it, reactions. He's the guy from Good Charlotte, isn't he? Yeah. Is right. he? The, that's his name, the guy from Good Charlotte. Yeah, the guy from is Good he Charlotte. Joel? Is Joel Joel Madden? Um, so we we spend our a Played lot of center half back for the under 18s. Yeah, yep. we spend our time watching how Seal is reacting to this, and we want Seal to. And Seal is the most ridiculous figure on television in in many years what? I've seen on television. And we're fascinated with, is he going to love our little Aussie Bella? Oh, my God, he's getting magical. And all of a sudden, he's so excited. Then he pulls out two guns and starts shooting them in the air because he's so excited. Then he, then he, then he, ah, oh, he gets a, a chicken, eats the head off the chicken, <laughs> spits out the blood everywhere. He's so excited. So we're into his reaction more. And and he he will be like totally excited, shooting guns in the air and, and biting heads off chickens, and then still not press his button. Correct. And then he has to affirm uh, because we've got the the cultural cringe going on. Tell our little Aussie battler how good the little Aussie battler is. Uh, do you think it is better or worse for the show that there are two international judges? I love how absurd they are. It's Dada television. <laughs> it's Gilbert and George crossed with Yosemite Sam. It's This is one of the greatest, most... So you think Seal needs to hold it in a bit? Seal. Now I'll tell you what Seal did the other night. He introduced a word into the English language. He says... You know, I've been talking a lot lately about this word. Except he's got an English accent. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. still, that's how he talks. There you go. Gestalt. <laughs> Gestalt's a word. Gestalt. It's a German word for life forever, the uh, ever after, the afterworld. This thing. He just started talking. He made up a new meaning for the word gestalt. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, and you, girl, you got it. And and then he dances. Every now and then, every now and then, Seal, in the middle of a song, he when he's when he's finished, he gets like a gun and shoots it in the air, and then starts singing along. And he fills fills. Does he the have room. actual guns? Yes. Is it finger guns? No, mind guns. They're shooting at you. And he's got these red shoes and yellow fingernails. Glenn, I think I've got gestalt all over myself. Oh, I've gestalted all over. The- By the way, look up. <laughs> no, look up seal masturbating. It gets on. <laughs> it, it's on YouTube. It's a seven-second video. Someone's cut it. It's a- and it, it's on YouTube. Every ten minutes, Channel Nine gets rid of it, and then someone else puts it up there. It's incredible. That's the voice. When is it on, Glenn? 
every night for the rest of your life on Channel 9. If you watch one thing. If I was going to watch one thing this week, it would be Dave in the Life. Quotes of a pensioner. 1.15am Friday the 4th of May. That's Thursday night, Friday morning. Dave in the Life. Dave that in used the, to be Dave on uh, Monday nights on SBS, didn't it? Yeah, and uh, and so now it's uh, it's on in the middle of the night on a Thursday night on uh, SBS One. I guess in repeats. Uh, yep, in in repeats. Uh, Dave Zwolenski is a Brisbane, I think, comedian, and he uh, he's basically went in the shoes of a different kind of person every week for for this series, Dave in the Life, and this one is of a pensioner, and he gets to see what it's like to live as a pensioner for a week. So a bit like the, uh, was it the 30 Days show? It's a, it's, it's a little bit like 30 Days, but a lot more uh, enjoyable. Really? Uh, yeah, with less Morgan Spurlock. Well, he wasn't doing it each week. Yeah, still less Morgan Spurlock. Each month. Still. Glenn, if you're going to watch one thing this week, what would it be? I would fly back to Austin. Yeah. And I'd get a room at the Driscoll Hotel. The LBJ Suite? At the LBJ Suite. And I'd watch Veep. Oh, the uh, the, the new uh, Armando Iannucci American. American thick of it, but uh, different. It's the same, but very different. So it's like the the, the loop? Uh, yeah, it's, it's like in the loop, but... Uh, not The Loop, because The Loop was a show about uh, young what single people living in Chicago. In The Loop was the in film. In The Loop. In The Loop. Or The Thick of It. Uh, written by Amanda Onucci and a few of his pals. Yep. Um, it's tight. It's, it's the tightest comedy you will watch. Yeah, if you really turned on uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus after The New Adventures of Old Elaine, as, uh, as Ross McQueen used to call it, uh, this will completely change your mind. She's an amazing actor. She really, really comes across in this. She's fabulous um, in this, and uh, it's it's ass-quakingly funny. <laughs> Brett Cropley, if you're going to watch one thing this week, what would it be? It's another fantastic lineup on ABC. One two thing right in the middle <laughs> of Arrested Development and uh, something oh, after it is Noel Fielding's luxury comedy. I'm really enjoying the surreality of, of uh, the show. Surreality. Sor- yep. Is that, the is that a word written yes. by no. Gilbert and George? They said, it is the reality. Um, um, but uh, I, Thanks, Seal. <laughs> I particularly chose that because I figured Joshy would have gone uh, laid season two starting on Wednesday night. I didn't really look at the guide close enough, did oh. I? Yeah, didn't. Um, didn't on do that, ABC but one. I only get one thing and I'm going with Dave, Dave in the life. Fair enough. Hey, um... When I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Kevin, did you understand uh, any of uh, of that uh, Optus, Telstra, AFL thing? So there are two teams and one ball, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This, oh. see, this is this this always this always worries me because a, a lot of our audience are, are, are like Kevin or John Richards, and uh, and any time sport is mentioned in any way whatsoever, they just they just tune out. No, I, I hope I've been clear enough that I don't give a shit about sport yeah, on TV. I know you've, you, yeah, sure, whatever. But you really want to see the swimming in three D. We get that, 
But it's an immersive experience. Yeah, it's a pool Women's joke. Water polo. <laughs> Glenn, you're, you're actually in company. Yeah, there, okay. there, there, you can't you can't just drift off like that. Okay. <laughs> so Seal just took hold of my mind, and he got just dulled all over my head. He was Ke- shooting off in there. Kevin Powell, uh, you've uh, you, you sat in on the entire episode of uh, of Box Cutters. Is there anything that you would like to change about the show? Not a thing. <gasps> Except let's get you to let's get you to South by Southwest again next year. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's yeah, yeah. You're, you're now, so we've had you're the third of our uh, guest donors, but now you're our favourite. Yeah, it was tight. It was uh, it, you know noodles was our favourite the first week. Uh, but, you know, he didn't have much competition then. Still, Noodles, great guy. Like, uh, you know, I won't take anything away from Noodles. And then Nicole, uh, l- last week, it was her idea, the whole uh, the whole people donating uh, to, to help us get there and uh, and then coming in on the show. But you with the spruiking for next week, I don't know how next week's donor guest is, is going to even come close. Yes. You, you are our favourite so far. The pow factor. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, thank you so much for, for joining us on, on Box Cutters. It's, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Uh, did you have one thing for the week? That, that I would watch this week? Yeah. Uh, it's probably going to be what I'm going to watch later this evening. Yes? Yeah, it's not on the program. Is, is, it, is it Game of Thrones? Yes. Is it, right. right. <laughs> yeah. See, we picked that because earlier he's... Season he's 2, episode 4, are we up to? Yeah. I've been stockpiling the second season. Right. Uh, right. I've been avoiding it. You know yeah. why? It's not very good. It's excellent. <laughs> Brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 303. I want to say uh, thank you very much to our guest Lucy Battersby uh, for coming in all the way from Spencer Street in Melbourne. She was uh, great. And, uh, and thank you also to, to Kevin Powell who uh, helped get us to South by Southwest. He was awesome. If you want to send us email, if you have any questions for, for Lucy about uh, about the Optus uh, TV Now uh, court case. She's more than happy to answer them. You can write us at hooray at boxcutters.net or mm-hmm. click on the Contact Us link on the website at boxcutters.net. All that uh, also works for general letters to Boxcutters. Yeah, you can just send us anything. Send us anything. Underpants in the mail, we'll take it. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. I am Seal. <laughs> and I'm Kevin Pavel. When are we going? I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. My name is Kevin Powell and I donated to the Box Cutters South by Southwest Fund. This episode of Box Cutters was produced by Josh Cannell with Brett Cropley, John Richards, Dave Lawson, Glenn Peters and Courtney Hocking. Brett Cropley is the audio controller and Peter Wilson from Soup Giant is the cloud. John Richards edits the show to make it more listenable. Box Cutters thanks 3RRR, whose studios we use to record this show pretty much each and every week. If you enjoyed this show, why not donate some money to keep it going? It's what I did, and I don't regret it yet. Just go to boxcutters.net slash donate and make your choice. Also, you could rate Box Cutters on iTunes and make them seem more popular. Or just tell your friends how wonderful the show is. If you want to hire me for voiceover work, you can search for Kevin P-O-W-E on Google. So, Brett, I, I think Kevin did really well with the, with, with the credits. Good, very good voice. He really, uh, he puts your voice to shame. We should get, we should maybe get, get him to read all the letters from now on. Oh. Like, that's a, it's a very good, Ke- Kevin, you, you're, uh, 
You're very good at the voiceover work. Why, thank you. He's, he's got it down. He he, he uh, moves away from the microphone to breathe in. Like, like, just that, like, like that chocolate Zondane. rain. Just, yep. like, just like chocolate rain. Uh, can you give us, please, your best Pete Smith impersonation? Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Cutters.